Many time management tips are flawed. Today, we will discuss which set of strategies is more valuable: time management or energy management. Private practice owners, it's time to change the status quo that says healthcare workers are always burned out and never have enough time or energy. Welcome to the Providers Edge podcast. I'm your host Sabrina Rumback. I am a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I teach providers operational efficiency, how to reduce provider fatigue, and increase patient satisfactions. If you're ready to rewrite the rules for your own practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care, you're in the right place. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Have you heard of this story? A man walks down the street and he sees a dog moaning. He turns to the guy sitting next to the dog and asks, "Is this dog in pain? Why is he moaning?" The person responded, "Yes, it's in pain because it's sitting on a nail." The observer then proclaimed, "Sit on the nail." Why doesn't he just move out of the way? The second man answered, "Because it's not painful enough for him." Hmm, it's not painful enough for him. How many times have we all done the same thing? As high-achieving medical, dental, and holistic practitioners, we have a lot that we want to do for our career, our practice, and our patient, and for ourselves. When there are ten ideas in our head, we don't know which one to pick. When we are already managing ten things at the same time, we don't know which one to take off our plates, and then wonder why things aren't moving along as fast as they should be. Even those who have realized that they need to cut back or delegate more, so they can see the bigger picture and creating better impact, are still having difficulty with new adaptations. Behavior changes are hard, especially we desire high performance while worrying about too many things that could go wrong. We're stuck with decision fatigue every day. I recently talked to a cardiologist, Dr. M, who started his career working as a interventional cardiologist in a large hospital system. When his kids came along, he wanted more flexibility and do his own things. Therefore, he opened up a private practice and continued to grow steadily with a couple more partners along the way. As his kids grow older, he kept wanting to cut back. Time spent in his practice and spend more time with them. However, he kept pushing back a few more years, a few more years, a few more years. Each time he thought about the idea and wondered what that might actually look like for him. When I spoke to him, we were working through what he really want in the next ten years in his career. He was debating whether to sell his medical practice to his partners. Keep a C but cut back time, or explore other options such as teaching or private consulting. Maybe you're in that same boat, debating if you want to grow, sell, or maintain your private practice. Maybe you're tapped out. No matter what you choose, each decision will impact your life differently. Each 
will require mental adjustments on how you see yourself as a leader, a financial generator, and a societal contributor. Then why do you think you have such difficult time choosing? Or such a difficulty for anyone for that matter? It's because you're trying to figure out what is the true return on investment of your time, energy, and money for each of the decisions that you make. Are they going to give you that peace of mind or rob you of your sanity? At the end of the day, we all have multiple dozens of decisions to make. Some are easier to decide than others. How quickly and confidently you're able to make those decisions determines our effectiveness. And that's why managing what you need to do is such a crucial pillar in my six-step process. Now, just managing our time isn't enough. That's why a lot of my clients have said to me, Sabrina, if only I had more time and energy, I could have done so much more in my life. Do you think that's a true statement for you as well? Have you taken a step back and pondered if you have no better strategies and work for you specifically, then maybe you can master your time and energy. We know time management is traditionally the foundation of productivity. Methods like time blocking and the Pomodoro technique lays out how when used correctly can complete tasks much more efficiently. I use these methods and definitely a big promoter of them. And they allow me to roll map dozen things that I want to do each day and actually get them done. And that's why so many people are surprised when they talk to me, how am I doing everything? Still going to clinical practice, still able to run a show, doing multiple conferences that I'm speaking or networking, able to run a monthly healthcare disruptor think tank and be able to publish articles, books, and all the other stuff that I'm doing. Well, it's not really about doing more stuff, isn't it? I can do a lot of things, but it doesn't mean I'm doing a lot of things at the one time. Now, using time block and Pomodoro technique, for some people who haven't heard the term, time block means you block out specific amount of time the best idea is to only do it in 20 to 30 minute intervals because we know many neuroscientists study when it comes to concentration, our brain really can only last about 20 to 30 minutes. And that's why you've seen so many TV shows and radios, they're in this short frame, just like TEDx. It's limited to just 18 minutes. Promodoro technique means the 80-20 rule that some of you probably have heard of where you spend 80% of your time on 20% of the tasks that you really truly need to do. Right? That's the key. This is how I approach productivity, but this is only one small pillar within the bigger umbrella. I like to say, create your own organizational chaos. Our brain rewards us when we're able to check things off, complete things. Have you ever wrote down something that you just did just so you can check it off? Right? It's a little reward system. No matter how small or big that task is, it makes us feel good. However, having a to-do list 
is a handcuff to having a truly productive and joyful life. Our brain wants us to think the more items that we can check off, the more productive we are associated with that day. This will drive the hustlers to keep on doing more things. When you're doing more things, that doesn't equal efficiency or effectiveness. If the game is just to do the most amount of things per day, then the wake up and grind mentality certainly becomes unsustainable. Dr. Ames did that. He added more patients to his practice while he's growing. He tried to see more than 20 patients per day. Now for some of you, you know, that's a lot. We have charts to review, we have notes to write, and then the time was patience. He looked out for other opportunities to expand. That's why he brought on partners. However, he only has so much energy in a day that he could spend. And especially when he didn't know how to reset his own energy within a few minutes, he won a way out. Here, energy is not type that's associated with caffeine or that jaw of getting you up to speed. And it's also not the same of, oh, I had a bubble bath, I'm more relaxed, and now I can go back to do what I'm doing. Remember the days where you have just chugged that six cup of coffee, that burst of energy doesn't last long. The physical boost that you felt eventually build up tolerance, requiring more doses to maintain the same high. Then the mental placebo effect kicks in, making you think you just have to have another cup of coffee to function. In reality, energy is the ability to present and grind when you are able to focus on what you're doing and therefore your attention is less divided. If you're trying to be more productive, don't analyze how you spend your time. Pay attention to what consumes your attention, said Adam Graham, an organizational psychologist and a number one New York Times bestselling author of five books. You might ask, Sabrina, which one is it? Did you say to use time blocking and the Pomodoro technique earlier? Now you're saying not to analyze how I spend my time? You made a good catch. Those two techniques are what I use once I already know exactly what type of task I'm going to use and produce maximum amount of result. Therefore, I'm going to spend 80% of my energy with those 20% of the tasks. To get to that point of time block, you have to do a lot of background work beforehand. The criteria here is that I know exactly what must be done that will produce me more time and more result instead of things that will rob my time and my attention. When I go into this laser-focused block of time, my energy also is in a prime state. What does this mean for you as a practice owner? Your role of being a business owner is more than just a provider treating your patients and more than a manager just keep things afloat. You are a visionary. You can see a future beyond what other people can see. You are a leader who has such influence that people are attracted to you to work with you. And your patients are seeing you as a trusted resource. Therefore, if you are 
constrained from all the demands and expectations, you would not be able to take on these roles powerfully. If you like our episode so far, make sure you share it with other medical, dental, and holistic leaders you know. Send them a direct link or take a screenshot from your phone. They will appreciate that you care about them growth as a powerful colleague. Now let's get back to the rest of our show. Did you know that there are four types of energy cycle in the general population? What's called chronotypes. You might have heard of them from discussions by the sleep doctor, Doctor Michael Bruce, who wrote the book The Power of When. He describes that depending on our circadian rhythm, each of us have a natural energy cycle based on how much we can feel concentrated in what we're doing and how our energy fluctuates. Therefore, we can leverage specific set hours in our day where we're most focused to be most productive. Medical literatures also concur with this concept. When we insist on working extra hour, when we are already tired, our ability to make the right decision for our patients and our staff significantly decreases, just like missing sleep. And sleep studies have shown that even with a single night of missing sleep, measurably affect cognitive performances. When adults do not sleep at least five hours per night, languages and numeric skills, retention of information, short-term memories, and concentration all decrease on standard testings. Time is constrictive because there are set times to do such things. Energy is flexible; it's an element of choice to do certain tasks at certain time. Time is infinite. And out of control, energy is renewable and in your control. Time is stopping all distractions and about what you are doing. Energy is being mindful of distractions and when you are going to do something. The best use of our time is on what we can control, energy, versus what we cannot control, which is time. On the flip side, we don't have to think about time as a limited resource. Time has no bounds and it's continuous. If we put a restraint on time, then we will constantly see it as something we're lacking—a scarcity consciousness instead of being a continuation, which is a abundance consciousness. Now let's audit your energy. The purpose of energy audit is to identify what activities gave us energy and what drains it. You can use it to understand how your energy level fluctuates and the seasonality of your life. Thereby, you can actively choose what to focus on and when to do them. Ultimately, how to replenish your energy to take better care of yourself. Be able to reset and reboot your energy is one of the six main pillars. Time is one, yes, for sure, but energy actually come precedent to creating freedom compass that led you to knowing exactly when to set time for those time blocks and how do you reset, what to do, what not to do. Having an energy audit is as important as auditing your 
time. So you can try one or two ways, either graph this out or do a scorecard. That means whether you're a more visual learner, maybe do a graph. If you're someone who's more attracted to numbers, maybe do a number. So what that means is write down when you wake up typically, and at that time of the day, you can write down the specific time. How do you feel? Is a positive, negative, or neutral market? Right, was a positive sign, negative sign, or a equal sign for neutral. When you move to the next activity, write down the time of the day, what type of activity, and how do you feel. You want to do that for a whole day. We know every day might be different, weekday might be different from weekends. So you wanted to do this best track for a few days at a time, if not for a whole week, to see how things will fluctuate. This will also help you to track your energy flow and find out what are your peak performance hours and the hours that you're more likely to drain to, to create a pattern. Time management may give you the time to spend with the people and projects you want to engage in, but energy management ensures that the time you spend with them is high quality time. Today, we discussed how to identify strategies to gain time and energy. To recap, number one, the dog and nail story prompts us to think about what are the things that we are allowing to happen in our lives, our businesses that we should really move away from so we can finally get rid of that pain. Inaction is painful and costly. Number two, when you are successful, being a provider and a leader, what is your actual projection of life? How do you want to live your life while creating an impact in your community through medicine, dental, or holistic care? If you haven't figured out this answer yet, then go to episode published on June 15th called How to Be a Finisher, Not Just a Starter in Three Steps. Third point, time block won't be successful for you if you have not being clear of what you need to focus on. What are these tasks actually will produce your time instead of robbing your time? And that's when we have to do an exercise what's called freedom compass. I will discuss this concept in detail in future episodes. This method alone have saved my clients 10 to 20 hours right off the bat. Number four, there are four types of energy cycle in general population. Which chronotype do you have that can help you to identify your energy fluctuation and your peak performance hours? When you can identify those specific two to three hours a day that feel natural to you where you're most clear in your mind and concentrated, you can optimize your productivity by three folds. Number five, energy management works by ensuring that you take time between each spring of most important work. That means your time block to rebuild your energy level in between those time blocks. When your energy is trending down, you can reset it by doing a two minute mental vacation. Some people have heard me talk and demonstrate this exercise doing my conferences talk or other podcast shows. I'm happy to create a set of these exercises that works well for you when you jump on a peak performance diagnostic call with me. 
Number six, have an abundance mindset. The time and energy are not limited. Write your own productivity affirmation before you begin a task that requires your full attention. Don't even give the scarcity mindset a chance that you are lacking in resources. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're like me, who just want to get to the bottom and find out what's going on in your practice, then I invite you to book a complimentary peak performance diagnostic call with me. You can check my availability at sabrinarumback.com/blueprint to find a time that works for you. This is especially beneficial for you if you have an established clinic, but now feeling drained, want to do more for your patients, but are limited in your capacity, or are unable to live up to your full potential. Don't you agree that if you don't allow a pair of unbiased eyes to take a look, you'll never know what you don't know. This is your chance to gain back time and be a peak performing healthcare leader again. Hi, my name is Dr. Allison Lazo-Pacheco, and I just finished my six weeks with Sabrina not too long ago. So um, I feel that my experience is really, really unique because I started with Sabrina when I was still finishing up chiropractic school, and have gone through it during my break, and I'm now a practicing doctor. Or everything I've learned and she's taught has been applied at different levels and portions of my life, and I feel like I can continue to. Grow and develop these skills in the future. Gosh, I, I went through my list of <laughs> list of things with you that last day, and I kept them on my notebook pad. They're all, and I, I told you, it was a sheet. I moved a lot of my really important stuff too, uh, and that you made that sheet to all the things we did. You know, I think there was there were a lot of things in there. I, I look at the chart of the desire zone because I was taking on too many things. I was doing too many things outside of my desire zone, and that allowed me to hone things back into the direction where they should be. What was some other things that we our first call that we ever had? There was a quote that you made, you gave me from the Dalai Lama, and these are simple things. I did, but it was about gratitude, and it hit me at that time because I'd forgotten to be grateful about what has been built. You know, everybody around me that sees what we're doing, or you know, sees what I'm doing here, my peers and colleagues, they're very grateful for what I've been doing. They're like, oh, "This is great." You know, would love to be in the position that I'm in, and I forget that, but I forgot it. So that was another one. And then uh, what was some other stuff? I'd have to go from the list. I mean, there's, you know, the two-minute reset stuff that we do. Margin, just do a little bit. And we even, you remember, I, so I, you know, been a big meditator for a long time, and, and everyone goes through cycles of this, but I was so dedicated. It was 45 minutes to an hour every single day, probably at night as well. And then in a busy lifestyle, you go, oh, can't do that. Then you start thinking, well, if I can't do 30 minutes or an hour meditation, then why even do it? But you're teaching people to do two-minute meditations which three two-minute meditations throughout the entire day, you know, six minutes total, in my opinion, is better than doing 45 minutes an hour every other day. It just made more sense. And it was so much easier just to kind of center myself back in and go back at it. So, and one thing now, I'm gonna have to do a plug here, is this. Yeah, and you know I was gonna do this, didn't you? <laughs> so, this clock right here has been, you had, I don't know if yours is next to you or not, but you, you held this up for me one day. And we're talking about time blocking, yes, <laughs> time blocking and everything else. I said, where is that? So I bought it on Amazon and it, you know, it has the clock and the five and 10, you know, 15 minutes and so forth. It is awesome. And so when I started using this thing, I started realizing like, oh my gosh, when, I, when I'm actually tracking my time, I've got a lot of it. When I'm not tracking my time, even if you take a five minute break to surf the internet, it's 15, 20 minutes later, the time goes fast. So it's been fan. I can get so much stuff done in a 15 minute period. It's crazy. Take an opportunity to meet with and talk with Sabrina. She's just a wealth of information and powerful results. 
and it, it for myself just to be able to reflect and see what she's created by her forms and processes is amazing i can't uh, emphasize enough it's time well spent and money well invested and so take the time invest in yourself now open up a browser and type in sabrina runback dot com forward slash blueprint let's create a blueprint for you to gain back a day per week and creating more impact income and freedom in your day we'll talk soon